Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi everyone and welcome to another Episode of Ancient Warfare Answers with Murray. Um, on my, on my own again, uh, and we're going to be answering questions. This one's a little bit, in a way, a follow up to the last one. Not really. It wasn't intended to be a follow up, but I said something in the last one. Uh, and I realized, oh, that actually answers part of what we're about to talk about today. Um, and so this is your weekly fill of Ancient Warfare, uh, tidbits and hopefully interesting things that we say. Um, you can follow us on, uh, Patreon, www patreon.com forward slash ancient warfare podcast and then you can back us at one of three different levels you can of course ask us a question there or in any other way that you can get hold of us um and today's question is what happened to all the gear and supplies after a big battle what did people tend to salvage now the last one i talked about was about potable water and whether a uh, you know, a victorious army. One of the points I brought up was a victorious army. If they took the enemy camp or supplies, even perhaps, um, part of, um, despoiling the enemy dead might be to take their water supply, especially if you were, you know, going without not only that in terms of food supplies as well. So, you know, losing a battle, if it's not in your own backyard, really is problematic in the sense that you might not only be without your baggage train, you'll be without water and food uh and needing to get away so i think that those things in the source material are tending not to be emphasized uh we get you know lots of stories in the ancient sources about the baggage train got sacked or the enemy got into the baggage train or they attacked the baggage train uh not actually what's in the baggage train uh in any kind of detail but you know that is not only the source of you know leftover equipment and camping materials and things like that it's also uh, food, extra weaponry, any valuables you're taking with you, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and, of course, you've also got several accounts of people sacking a camp, uh, which, again, means that all of that stuff is there. It's just presumably set up. So that also is, is part of what happens at the end of a battle. Uh, now, of course, in, in gear and supplies, you've got all sorts of interesting questions. Because normally, uh, in a, an ancient Greek and Roman battle, um, and we have lots and lots of visual evidence of it, much less so literary, other than again, setting up a trapion or a trophy at the end of a battle, which was tends to be the, the logical conclusion to a battle in the Greek world would be that the victor sets up a trophy to show that they've won. Normally, a, uh, sort of a T-bar or, or a trunk of a tree, maybe, to show the enemy uh, armor and weapons and shields, and you basically pile it up. And again, that's a really interesting thing because you get those sorts of ideas. There's one in uh, Thanos has one in the um, the last MCU battles, um, the Infinity War. There's a Trapion set up. Uh, there's one in even in the Lord of the Rings series, the new um, Lord of the Rings series. There's a, a pile of elven helmets. That are you know piled up to show us the extent of the of the defeat, which is interesting because those two kind of misunderstand that it's no 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 you pile up the enemy 
not your own. <laughs> so, you know, when you look at Greek uh, and when you look at Roman coinage and, and you know, the, the uh, several sarcophagi as well as um, the art, not the arches. Well, yeah, I think there's a couple on arches as well, but also the, the columns of Marcus Aurelius and uh, Trajan, you get these trapion everywhere and they're made up of enemy equipment. So they are enemy helmets, enemy armor, enemy shields and weapons. Uh, and they're, of course, to put on lots of coins as well. So the idea that they are not, you don't do it for your own people, you do it for your, for the enemy to show that you won. And so that seems to be a, a standard treatment, but it's not uh, a pile in the sense that you gather all of the enemy, uh, equipment and you do that. It seems to be a selective amount. Probably the best examples, perhaps the examples of, you know, the general, the enemy general, if you got there, some of their gear or something like that, not everything you could find, most of that presumably would have been taken as spoil by the victors, uh, perhaps by people who came to the battlefield after the, the battle was fought. You would, of course, get the enemy who has been defeated requesting through a herald that they have access to the battlefield to get their, their dead and collect them and, and, and either uh, bury them there or burn them there and then carry the ashes home or carry the bodies home. Uh, and bury them at their home city, for instance, if the battles fought close enough. But that's an interesting one because, well, wouldn't they have lost all of their stuff already? So I think one of the things that's interesting in, in uh, a battle is obviously at the end of the battle, if you are the victor, if you're the loser, you're trying to get away without being spotted. So, you know, if you have to discard your shield, of course, that's famous in literature and uh, lots of different types of literature, throwing away your shield so you can get away quickly. Uh, someone else is going to pick up that shield. Now, probably in the first instance, I think a lot of that material was either going to be used. If you could get yourself a better helmet or a better sword or a better shield, you would take it and use it. What you would do with your own, probably you would take that with you and, you know, that would be something you could give to someone else or someone at home or, uh, you know, sell it, uh, things like that. Any precious, uh, material that, you know, rings or, or other things that were being worn by the enemy would probably be plundered immediately, maybe taken into uh, a pile, a giant pile. We get that with lots of Roman warfare that the spoils would be, you know, collected together and then split evenly. Uh, and the idea that, you know, you, you took something that wasn't yours or you took something before the division of, of spoils was made was, was pretty bad. Um, so it would be divided up equally and, you know, according to the law. And we get several stories where that doesn't happen and that's a bad thing for a general to do. And interestingly, in a lot of those, we get the story that a certain percentage of that spoil would be dedicated at the local temple or the local oracle. And we do actually have quite a few of those pieces surviving. You know, there's very famously uh, Miltiades' helmet, for instance, or a helmet with the name of Miltiades inscribed into it, uh, dedicated. Delphi, uh, there's lots and lots of, t of helmets and things dedicated at Olympia. Um, there's, of course, a famous Spartan shield covering, the bronze shield covering, uh, from Pylos, which is dedicated in the Agora at Athens that's still there. So all those sorts of things would be presumably selected and brought back to the city or of the victor to be dedicated in a particular spot, whether it be a temple or, or an oracle in the case of Delphi. But there would presumably be others as well, personal trophies of, of you know, who you killed and, and what you took, uh, which would presumably be divided up amongst anyone who was on the victorious side. Things like bronze obviously can be melted down and made into something else. But if you have a good sword, why would you melt it down to make another sword? 
uh, you would presumably use the sword that it was. Um, and I think in that sense, and the same with uh, armour and especially helmets, is a lot of it, I think, has a lot longer life than we generally think of. Um, for instance, Corinthian helmets in, in ancient hoplite warfare, we're told that they're sort of, you know, in their heyday at the beginning of the 5th century BC, so at the time of the Persian Wars, and that they then go out of fashion. And yet we see Corinthian helmets well into the next century and beyond on sculpture. And is that therefore simply harking back to wearing a Corinthian helmet, but no one actually wore a Corinthian helmet? Or are Corinthian helmets worn, just they're a little bit old-fashioned? They're still an effective helmet. I mean, some of the helmets that are discovered at archaeological sites could be worn and used effectively today, such as the fabulous effect of oxidization on bronze, that it protects it rather than deteriorates it like iron. Uh, you've also, of course, got muscled cuirasses that keep being depicted, even though they're presumably out of fashion for a very long time. Greaves, similarly, you can pull a greave out of the ground and put it on if you've got the right side of the calf. Uh, so all of those things are interesting. And of course, one wonders about the burial, um, items that uh, are buried with the dead or buried with uh, a warrior who dies at home. Is that theirs or is it, is it a, you know, a, a memento of a, of a famous battle they won and therefore it's actually a spoil that they, they are buried with? We're not sure. They don't generally tell us. Um, so all of those sorts of things sort of suggest some kind of fate for some of these materials, probably things that are wooden are, are burnt um, unless they're salvageable. So obviously a good spear is a good spear, but if it's if its uh, shaft's been broken, it will just probably be burned and the metal may be recycled or, or um, taken to be refitted on a new shaft, for instance. Similarly, any kind of damaged material that couldn't be fixed, because we do have evidence, obviously, of armour patched and things like that from later periods. So chances are that even a a damaged set of armour could be patched up and reused by a victor. So all of that sort of thing would be taken by the victors, uh, and then anything that was left would be either uh, taken by the the heralds of the defeated, although I imagine that their concern would mainly be with the bodies. They're not going to pick over the the equipment that's left behind. That would sort of be uh, probably not frowned upon a little bit. And then, of course, uh, at the end of every battlefield, when both armies have moved on, um, you're going to get people who come to the battlefield from close by and salvage what they can from the battlefield. And that continues to this day in terms of battlefield relics and things like that. So all that sort of stuff would be salvaged in some way. Uh, probably, you know, the, the, the immediate aftermath would be the best items getting taken uh, and then lesser items of things more damaged and things would be taken later. Or, of course, someone might find something that no one else had found. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any kind of systematic cleaning of battlefields. We get the accounts in the Roman uh, Roman history of, you know, corpses being left on the battlefield in, in the Tudorborg uh, and other campaigns in Germany, for instance. So it's not systematic. It certainly is uh, kind of haphazard, whereas we think that with other battles, such as between Greek cities, it's, it's much more ritualized. But I would still think that uh, there would be opportunism at play to to take what um, was there on the battlefield from uh, the defeated. And of course, the victors, any dead for the victors, their their material presumably would be taken home to their families and, and presented to them uh, once they, you know, the, the bodies had been buried or, or things like that. Anyway, I hope that answers the question. Hopefully it hasn't raised more questions than it answers. Anyway, and we will see you next time on Ancient Warfare Answers. Thanks. Bye. 